Hello everyone and welcome back to Is It Peak? Today we are discussing Stranger Things Season 4 Volume 1. Joining me for this discussion is Bailey. Hello. And Dylan. Hello. Well, gentlemen, before we dive into this very interesting season, I feel like we should first establish our thoughts on the show. Are we fans of the show? Are you a fan of the show, Dylan? It's alright. It's alright. Is Bailey a fan of the show? I definitely was. You what? You were. Oh no. What? What's your favorite season? I'd say season one is still my favorite. Is that the only one you can remember? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Bailey? I think probably season two. I am also a season two fan, which is the most unpopular opinion. I think. I cannot remember a single thing from season two. There was like tunnels underground. And a pumpkin patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the first episode. <laughs> so, what did we think of this season? Initial thoughts, good or bad? Bailey, go. I mean, pretty good. Like, better than most other, like, just shows on Netflix. But overall, not my favourite season by any means. I think it was very different. Like, initially, I thought it was uh, not very good. Yeah, I, I was thinking that as well. Yeah, I didn't understand anything to do with Vecna. And I was like, why are they just, like, introducing this totally different villain? For no reason, who's like obviously some kind of human, and I thought it was gonna be like some just like a bizarre thing shoved in, but it's like I think the way they revealed it at the end made me like the season a lot more. Yeah, yeah, that last episode definitely helped. In like the trailers when they showed Vecna, people thought that it was gonna be Billy. <laughs> for, some, for some reason. Oh, maybe because he got all stabbed up by that monster, and like Vecna had all the tentacles sticking out of him. Yeah. Oh yeah, because yeah, he was like that, and they're like coming off him. I don't know why I'm doing visual things, you can't even see it. <laughs> but basically with this season, kind of like season three, there's like three or four or five like separate plot lines that are mostly completely separate. And they're still separate because this season hasn't concluded yet. But uh, I would say the main one would be what's going on in Hawkins with Vecna. Definitely the best part of the season for me. What are our thoughts on that plot line? Vecna, evil monster man. How's he compared to the flesh thing from season three? I think he's definitely probably the best one just because he actually talks. Yeah, being personified definitely adds like a level of villainy where it's not just like a beast doing beast things. Yeah, and also just like the fact that that giant flesh damn mind flayer personification thing was just roaming, running around like no one knew about it. Yeah. Like I was rewatching it yesterday and there's a part where it's like going through the forest and it's like giant <laughs> it's like a hundred meters big and it goes into the mall and all that shit and no one else knows about it it was just a fire that killed like 30 people yeah <laughs> i think that one thing that i found not so good until the last episode was like not understanding like what his motives were or where he came from so it's just kind of confusing there's just like this guy killing people like all of a sudden for no reason but then obviously find out why the, well yeah i want to I think the mystery this season of like who Vecna is and what his motives are definitely, I guess we still don't know what his motives are. I think his motives are kind of dumb. They explain it like, oh, he found a nest of widow, black widow spiders in his um, in his attic or not in his bathroom or something, hiding in a um, nesting event. And he's like, oh, black widows, you know, these are kind of like me. They're solitary and <laughs> they're, they're predators. And you know, they, they bring order to the ecosystem that without them, it would be chaos because you know everything would you know, be out of balance and it's like oh, i'm i'm the black widow i i bring balance <laughs> by killing people and stuff and it's like you could have chosen any predator but you went for like a black widow it's like a spider it doesn't do much <laughs> yeah the spiders are like scary 
and make a good visual. That's why the Black Widows are in all people's hallucinations. Like, because it's his, his thing. He like really likes Black Widows. And, like, he had them in jars in his attic. Yeah. And they find them, and, like, um, Steve has one crawling on his shoulder at some point. Yeah, that was a very amusing scene. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing the spiders definitely reminded me of that, like, one-off episode in season two, where there was the other person with powers, and she, like, made people see spiders occasionally. Oh, yeah, I completely mm-hmm. forgot she even did that. What was that a power? It was like making people see things. Yeah. Yeah, I completely forgot. I don't think I've seen that episode since I first watched the show. I always skip it. What about um Vector's whole symbolism thing with the grandfather clock? What do you think of that? Well, is the clock just meant to be like, oh, your time's running out? I mean, he does like say that to Max, I think. Yeah, I is think your time alive is at an end or something. Yeah. Is that just it? And also, uh, grandfather clocks are weird and scary. <laughs> I hated that sound effect that was played every time. No, it's a cool sound effect. <laughs> it was good at first, but when they played it for a hundred times, it was just awful. It's like every time, like, boom, was like, shut up. No, it's a cool clock sound. And people already <clears throat> saying, because apparently in season one or two, during one of the upside down scenes, you can hear a clock at some point, just like a oh random clock ticks. So people, oh my god, it was playing from the beginning. Connections. Even though I'm pretty sure they never even planned for Stranger Things to make it past season one. But now people are saying that the Duffer brothers have planned it all out from the start. Oh, wow. Even though they couldn't decide if they were doing four or five seasons until, like, season four. But I saw this theory about the um, the grandfather clock. You know the therapist that all the kids who are possessed go Oh, yeah, she, she's in on it. She has a necklace that has a clock on it, and then it's like the connection is kind of like all the kids that got possessed went to see her. And, like, in the show, it's portrayed as they did that because they were all having hallucinations and stuff, so they all went to see the therapist. But then the theory is it could be the other way around. People that went to her got possessed because they went to see her for whatever reason, and then like she somehow connected to it all. But they saw things before they went to see her. True. <laughs> so you're saying random people can just see things, but they won't get cursed until they go to her and she curses them. Well, we'll see. Well, I really liked that there was a reveal at the end where it was like you think it's eleven the whole time, and like I always thought it was just going to be her killing them all, and I was like, well, waiting to like find out why she did it. I thought it was going to be like, oh, she got bullied until she killed them all. Um, <laughs> Which I set up when she fucking murders someone with a roller skate. Well, not murders. <laughs> that was good. Like, I don't get why, like, in the show, it's like, oh, you know, Elle, she's like, she's a monster kind of thing. Or like, oh, she thinks she could be a monster. And, like, everyone's like, oh, Elle, why would you do that? It's like, she was so justified in doing in, it. Like, doing that to that cartoonishly evil yeah, person. She, <laughs> the entire roller skate rink was in on it. Yeah, that was just ridiculous. They were all like spinning around. They were spinning around and chanting and stuff. Like the DJ was in on it. It's like, why do all these people hate Elle so much? Because she's a snitch. So? So like there's like 30 year old DJ who has no relation to any other people. It's like, yeah, fuck that snitch. Maybe Angela's rich and she paid him. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that Elle has her powers back, I think she's definitely going to come back and fucking murder her. <laughs> she's going to come back and kill the bully. Yeah. But yeah, the whole like mystery of who Vecna is, what his motivations are. Definitely better than whatever mystery was, because there's always like a mystery. Mystery of season one, where Will is, what, what's the upside down, all that shit. Mystery of season two, was there even a mystery? Which is sort of like, what was the infection sort of like affecting the outskirts of town, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and then season three's mystery was Russians under, yeah. under, under the Stockholm well, like, Surely in season two, like, I guess it's like revealed to us, but like, they all think Elle's dead. And that, and that's not really a mystery. No. <laughs> I mean, like, mystery's for the audience to discover uh, as the show goes. I guess just like the mystery is like, how does it all fit together? Like the tunnels and Dustin's pet that turns out to be a demodog. <laughs> and then there's other demodogs. D'Artagnan. But yeah, and then the mystery season three was just Russians under the, under the mall. And then somehow Hopper goes through the portal um, underneath the mall and there's Russians on the other side of the portal already. 
and then they get from there to Russia or something else? Or what, do they like plane no. upside down? <laughs> we could talk about that later, but let's just talk about that now. How Hopper survives, I don't think he even goes through the portal. I think he just jumps off. He just jumps off that railing, just lands on the ground and just survives for no reason at all. No, he definitely goes through the portal. Does he? He's in the upside down. Okay, so, no, he's not. Yeah, he goes through the portal. He doesn't just like, land on the floor because Joyce is in there. There wouldn't be Russians in there if Joyce is in there. They killed them all. So he, was only, he went through the portal and there were Russians on the other side of the portal, just standing there. So you're telling me on the other side of the portal, there's an identical thing that they have. Because it shows like the wreckage of the machine that got blown up. And then like where Hopper is. Yeah, they pull the seat up. <laughs> I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull it up. Because it would make no sense for just to still be just Russians on the other side who did not run into Joyce or any of the other people. And then they capture Hopper and then leave that area without being seen and then somehow get to Russia or whatever. I think that's I think that's plausible. The unplausible fact is if that is what happened, why didn't Hopper also turn into a goo like everyone else did? Because when the machine blows up, there's like people watching and they just turn into goo. <laughs> but Hopper's just fine. I, I was certain that he only way he survives by going through the portal. Hello, this is editor Marcus from the Future Speaking. At this point we watch the Hopper scene again and I can confirm that he definitely does not go through the portal. And now back to the show. Well, that just makes no, no sense then, because all the Russians died. And well, the explosion plus the like falling an amount of meters. Well, well, it kind of factors into the greater thing of why the fuck did they even bother to make him still alive? What does Hopper add to this season other than shenanigans? Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the whole Russian side plot. I kind of hated it. Oh, uh, but they got Dimitri. <laughs> Jack and Hagar. Jack and Hagar. I, was, <laughs> I, liked, I liked Jack and Hagar. I don't know, this season did not justify Hopper's inclusion at all. Well, I mean, book. the new plot with, um, what's her name, Joyce, this is the first time I've actually liked her character at all for the entire show. I, I do like Joyce and Murray going on a wacky adventure, yeah. flying. I thought they were just going to fly straight to Russia, but no, they fly to Alaska first. Yeah. And then fly to Russia from there. It's because they had to go to Yuri's fish and chips or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he... Which was just an airport. And then he drugged them with evil coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Murray uses his... His karate skill. Yeah, yeah, which was set up in episode one or two. Inconveniently, Murray looks exactly like Yuri. <laughs> yeah, if he just shaves like his beard, he's yeah. like... I'm assuming they haven't met Yuri before. No. So he can kind of get away with it. Oh, yeah, the Russians. Although some of them have gotten, like, contraband from him, so if you happen to run to a guard that knew Yuri, then, like... I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe it's a never a face-to-face -face transaction. Uh... Or even if it was, like, speaking up would mean that, you're, like, you're admitting to buying that contraband. Yeah, yeah true, true, true. But yeah, we've talked about the Hawkins plotline. Now let's talk about the California plotline, which starts as one thing and splits into two when Eleven goes off on her own. But we'll talk about when they're all together for the first, like, two or three episodes. What, what, what are our thoughts on that? That wacky group of characters. I kind of hated it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the Bailey said you liked it. Yeah, I'm quite the minority on this one, I think. And I just liked it because it felt like there were more character moments for the sake of character moments rather than character moments that were only there to facilitate the plot to some degree. Mm. But there are like scenes that I like, like when Mike and Eleven have a kind of an argument and I kind of, I like when she kills someone with a roller skate. <laughs> I like that part. Oh, and I like the scene when, when they get home after the roller skate incident and Murray's there and he's made risotto. Yeah. Or risotto. Is that how they pronounce it in America? Yeah. Risotto. Yeah. I like that scene. Yeah, I like that. Where Jonathan's Murray. drugged out of his mind. Yeah. Once Murray shows up, I like that plot line. 
Yeah, Maru's the best character, which means he's definitely gonna die. No! <laughs> I just feel like they didn't, like the writers didn't care much about California either, and that's why. No. They just did it because they had, clearly all the focus was on the Hawkins plotline, because yeah. every, almost everything yeah. there is like very good. Well, yeah, in the Hawkins plot, like there's several characters with like lots of shit going on, mainly Max. And in California, other than Eleven, they're all just like rejects at this point. Like Mike used to be like the main character of the show, at this, but at this point he's just a man. He's just a guy. Yeah, well, there's not really any main character apart from L at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's just a giant ensemble at this point. Yeah, I definitely didn't count or anything, but like honestly, how many lines did Will have this whole season? And how many of them weren't lusting over Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they're just doing it. Like, everyone was like, oh my god, Will and Byla. Will, Will and Mike, Byla, that's the ship. Mm-hmm. Funny fan meme. Hello. And then the writer's like, oh, let's do it. I don't know where they're going to go with it, though, because, like... He's going to come out to Mike in the last episode and yeah, show him what he painted him. It'll just be really... He's going to be a naked portrait of Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be scat fetish rule 34 of Mike. <laughs> Uh, but like I don't know where they're gonna go with it because he's like the only gay male character so like he's just gonna then, be like, oh I'm gay okay and then that, that'll be it and then Eddie Munson will reveal he's also gay <laughs> or, or, or Argyle <laughs> no but Argyle's with um Eden that oh, new character oh yeah, yeah you're the best character what, what, what are our thoughts on Argyle I found him to be quite annoying but also kind of funny yeah it's a mix we have a two new characters this season of Pretty much just Eddie and Argyle. For the first episode, I kind of hated Eddie because he was really annoying. Yeah. But then after that, I was a big fan of him. Yeah. Which means he's definitely gonna die. <laughs> Every new character always dies. Yeah. Argyle and Eddie are gonna get like blown up or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Argyle's gonna die. Well, I hope he does because I don't want to see him be a mainstay for the next season. Yeah. Unless they like do a thing where he's annoying at first, but they build his character like with Steve or something. But Steve was cool from a get go. Oh yeah, Steve was a cunt. <laughs> I mean, he was a, he was a bit of a bitch, but he was still cool. No one liked Steve in the first season. Yes, maybe, I, maybe at the very end of the first season, it's like, oh, maybe he's not that bad after all. I like Steve. <laughs> I like terrible people. I mean, what 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 bad stuff did he really do other than smashing Jonathan's camera, which was kind of deserved because he did take pictures of Nancy getting naked while hiding in a bush. Uh, uh, well, he's just like an asshole, and like it's very uncomfortable when he has sex with Nancy. <laughs> oh yeah, that thing is. It was like borderline day rape. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it kind of is. And but Steve's played by like a 30-year-old. Uh, well, he's 30 now, but he wouldn't have been 30 back then. I feel like Nancy's character is like a couple years younger at least. Mm. Yeah, I only found out he was like 30 now the other day, and that was a big surprise to me. Well, yeah, people were saying, oh, all the kids look too old. Except now. for Dustin. And Max, I would say. Oh, yeah. yeah, Max looks very youthful. She looks the same. Pretty much. Mike looks like a 30-year-old drunk. <laughs> Will looks terrible. I swear the haircuts get worse every season for yeah. Mike and Will. Mike just his hair's just disgusting. It looks like greasy. <laughs> yeah. In season three, they, they were still trying to keep his normal bowl cut, so they like straighten his hair, but it's like this. And then in season four, apparently his hair's like that because he's trying to grow it to be cool like Eddie, but he's not quite there yet. Oh. That's why it looks like that. And also because Finn Wolfhard's hair in real life is just kind of like that. Yeah. And he didn't want to it, I guess. He looks so thin, like he's got like his jawline just sticking out. He's very, he's very gangly. Mm, look like a Holocaust survivor. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, California plotline, yay or nay? Dylan? Mid. Mid? Still yay for me, I think. Yeah. Well, and now we need to talk about 
because they're all together at first and then they split off, Eleven goes off and becomes the Eleven show, and then the rest of the rejects are just, they got nothing to do basically. Yeah, that's when I started liking the plotline, because then they got like that scene where that agent just like shoots up all those soldiers coming in. That like, scene was, that scene was awesome. Yeah. That yeah. was like the best scene. <clears throat> that was in the best episode as well, episode four. Oh no, I just was not expecting it because the California, California plotline was just snooze. Yeah. And then they throw in this long take, like handheld craziness and there's like no music. One of the agent guys gets like captured and the other one just dies. And um, then in the other episodes, they like keep cutting back to the guy who's captured and they're like torturing him to find out where Eleven is. They're locking him in the chokey from Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what the point of it was. Like, they put him in a metal box. Were they like heating it up or something? Or like making it smaller slightly. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. It had to be more than just putting him in a box for <laughs> well, a while. Yeah. I mean, he held out for quite a bit, but it seemed to not be. He, he came out of the box and he was like covered in way more blood than when he went in. So like he was bleeding when he was in there. So maybe maybe it's like the chokey on steroids and it's just like spikes on all the walls. Mm-hmm. So you have to like stand very still and if you move you just hit a spike. And then eleven goes off with Dr. Owens from season two, who was in season three for like one shot at the end. Yeah, I did not remember who Dr. Owens was <laughs> in season four, like who was this? Well yeah, the recap of Star Season 4 only shows what goes on in season three. I feel like they could have curated it more to show like returning mm. characters so they could have shown some season 2 stuff as well yeah I, I kind of remember who he was after like him and L were talking for a while I was like oh he's the guy that dropped off L to hop up yeah or something his character is quite peculiar especially this season because in season 2 like obviously the first you're meant to think oh no he's another bad guy but then he's an alright bloke and now he's kind of a bad guy again he's a, he's ambiguous he's just <laughs> he's got good intentions but he's still just letting just Dr. Brenner up. just come in. <laughs> Betrayed L, just like straight up. I swear he straight up said to her, oh, we won't have any shit like that this time. Yeah. And that's the exact same. And then there was like the thing where like, oh, you can leave at any time, you know, we're not keeping you here. And then she tries to run yeah, away. Yeah, she tries to run away and keep her. And then again, Brenner's like, you know, the door's always open, you can leave. And it's like, she tried to escape twice and both times you literally forced her to stay. <laughs> no, no, the second time she willingly came back. Oh, well. Because he was like, oh, kind of. you kind of got your powers back, but you don't really, so come and get them back fully. And she's like, okay. But he manipulates her. Yeah. Well, the very first scene of this season sets up that whole plot. It's like a flashback or something. Yeah. To the Brenner fade, Brenner, I think it's like 1979, they said. Mm. Yes. With all the other number people, except we don't see What's-Her-Face from the Lost Sister episode, yeah. I think. I guess, are they ever going to bring that plotline back? Definitely not. No, it was just so hated. <laughs> I forgot that happened again, like, until, like, they, I saw, like, a recap video, and Cam was like, oh, I remember that, it was the worst thing ever. But at least now they're kind of, like, introducing a thing of, like, you know, there are others, so, like, they can say, like, oh, yeah, they just went away, but, like, they exist still. Well, do any others exist beside Eleven and her? Not that we're part of the experiment, but I suppose the existence of these people implies that they'd be oh, yeah, yeah. Although... Wait, no, but didn't, at the end, when they do the B explanation, because Vecna's number one, was he just born of the powers? Yeah, he was, but didn't they say that... The they, like, got like, his blood or something. Yeah, they were, like, clones or, like, um, genetic, like, experiments they used. They took his DNA and implanted it into women, who then gave birth to all the other children. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Because I was about to, I thought they just put it into the babies, but no, because Eleven was born with the powers. Yeah. Because they had the whole thing in season two about her mother being a psycho widow. Is she just still just sitting in a chair? In that house? Probably. They gotta bring that back as well. They gotta bring everyone back. Because <laughs> there's not enough characters in the show right now. We need yeah. more of them. We bring I will say though, the amount of characters was really worrying to me. But I feel like they managed it pretty well. It's just that some yeah. of them... It's because most of them died. 
Like Chrissy and um, that nerd from the newspaper. Fred. <laughs> Patrick, the black guy that got killed in the lake. Oh, yeah, that was Patrick. And what was what's the other guy's name? The um, jock guy? Starts with J, I think. You mean the one who's like a crazy religious person? <laughs> yeah, who thinks uh, Eddie's a Satanist. Yeah. He's been gone for a couple episodes. No, he was in the he was in the last episode. Was he? I think. Was that was the last episode the one where he where they had the Hawkins like the town hall meeting? I thought that might have been the second last episode. Or maybe it was the second last. Episode. I feel like it was the last. Maybe. Well, they are very long episodes. So they are very <laughs> very long episodes. Oh. Yeah, I watched the whole thing in one sitting as soon as it came out, and I was kind of exhausted oh by the time it was done. <laughs> it's like eight hours. Well, I watched season three in one sitting, and that was oh most of fun. I watched it with my dad, and like every episode, he commented like, "Oh, it's, this is quite boring. They're dragging this out quite a bit." It's like just, just shut up and watch it. I know. I feel like the episodes definitely justify their length. Like, there's so much shit going on. There's like 15 different plot. He just couldn't stop saying how much they were dragging it out, and then when it was over, he's like, "Oh, I feel empty." <laughs> well, it's not, it's not over. It's still two more. Episodes. Yeah, but it's like another month away. I um really liked seeing the. Like police characters come back and seeing how they were behaving without like Hopper's influence. Oh yeah, yeah, they're like the best side characters from like season one and two, I guess. Yeah, and we're in like one scene in season three. <laughs> we have a black guy's the chief now, which yeah. I expected, mm. and the other guy's still just a hopeless. Yeah, weirdo. being a little goofy. <laughs> A scene where he like goes up to knock on the kid's door and he's like putting on a weird voice like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? He's <laughs> being a bit of a bit of a perv. <laughs> Pedo. It's gonna be very awkward when Joyce and Hopper and whatnot inevitably come back to Hawkins. Yeah, and then Hopper like, dies. Hey guys, I'm back. I know I died in that fire, but Hopper's gonna be back for five minutes and then die again. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a scene where he says like he's like all depressed and then he's like oh like a bit of hopeful and he's like maybe I can help L somehow, it's the last thing even if it's the last thing I do. It's like, but wow, foreshadowing. He's not going to fucking <laughs> Very die sad. again. Why but not? They already did that. Yeah, so? <laughs> but will this be the season when they finally kill Steve? I feel like no. quite possibly. It, 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 it's not looking good for him, but this is kind of irrelevant at this point, but in season, during the marketing for season three, there was a quote by Sean Levy, one of the directors on the show, or Sean Levy, and he said, He'll walk off a show if Steve dies. So if Steve does die, and that's still in effect, I'm saying he dies next season, season five. Maybe it could be something like Steve is going to sacrifice himself, but then Eddie takes his place, because Eddie's whole thing is like, oh, I'm a coward, you know, I'm scared, I always run away. So they're obviously setting him up to do something. Eddie is very likely going to die. So I feel like it could be like, because Eddie kind of like says like, Steve, like, oh, I know you're all brave or whatever, so he's going to sacrifice himself in place of Steve. Yeah, the only thing I have for Steve dying is that where else is there for his character to go at this point? Like, he's just the coolest, most awesome guy ever now. Everyone loves him. Yeah. Except for the fact that he doesn't have a girlfriend. Yeah, and he's getting a girlfriend. Maybe he'll get a girlfriend in, like, the last episode and then die instantly. <laughs> <laughs> the next two episodes, the next one's another hour and a half episode, like episode Great. seven. And then the last episode is two hours and 20 minutes. Oh so a lot of shit can happen, I guess. Wait, so um, Mike and Jonathan, are they just like driving to Hawkins at this point? They're driving to the lab, the new yeah. lab. Oh, right, yeah. Because they got the code from Susie. Well, well, I guess they're going to rock up just at the moment that Eleven breaks out. Unless they're going to go in and break her out. Or maybe she just gets her powers and it's just like, okay, you can leave now. Yeah, well, I got a feeling that like she's going to get her powers back as soon as the military arrives. And then she's I can't, do, does she not have her powers back yet? Well, I thought she did. No, she she kind of got them back and then she regressed and then she like got to the point where she like 
like, oh, she did it. She like, you know, she remembered and stuff. So oh yeah, but then it just ends. The yeah, episode just so ends we, before. we don't know. So she most likely has her powers back or get them back very soon. Yeah, and then she's gonna come out and based on some of the clips I've seen from Volume Two, there's like a couple shots, and from a trailer for Season Four, which had shots in Volume Two, she's probably gonna fucking blow up that bla- that lab. <laughs> <laughs> Great, <laughs> and then hitch a ride back to Hawkins, I guess. Yeah. With the game. But then, like, well, the military knows where she is. So, like... Oh, I'll make sure blow them up then. Maybe. Yeah. She was fucking annihilate all those people. And, like, Mike and I will be waiting outside in a van. Yeah. <laughs> to get him drive away. Yeah. And then Argo will say, like, Whoa! They'll be, playing, they'll be playing that song, like, past the Dutchie. Uh, <laughs> My sister said that she was very annoyed because that song was just, like, stuck in her head because they play it in, like, every single Argo scene. Yeah, they just couldn't afford to have another song about, about drugs. That was era appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of music, the soundtrack for this season, obviously the standout is the Kate Bush song. Yeah. We're just going to get played to death now. It already, it already has been. Oh, no. It's like number one on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> I think best soundtrack yet. For well, me I, can't, I can't even remember any of it. If we're speaking songs that already mm-hmm. exist, not score, like, I can't remember any other songs, but I don't really pay attention to Yeah, it was just that one on Pasta Dutchie. That's all I can remember. Dutchie. I had like Psycho Killer by Talking Heads, which I'm a fan of. And just like running that against season one with the big standout being like the clash, I just didn't should really I care stay for. Should I should I go? Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked that song at first, but I'm really I don't like it anymore. No, I didn't really like it. Especially when I brought it back in season two, I was like, "This is cool," but don't bring it back again. And I didn't, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I liked it in the show kind of in the way they used it. But yeah, I, the song itself was mid. Did we even have we even talked about what actually goes down to me eleven plotline yet? No. I feel like we've been skirting around it or going to sidetrack. Yeah, we haven't really talked about it. Okay, so basically eleven. Goes back with Dr. Owens because he gave a really good speech with some epic music about how they're fucked unless they use this child. The whole tone of that was kind of weird, like, yo, we're completely fucked and you're the only one that can help us. And it was just like a random child with who yesterday smacked someone in the head with a roller skate. (laughs) I thought it was kind of weird when he's like, a war is coming to Hawkins. Like, how do you know? Like, (laughs) do you know something that we don't? Because like... Well, he saw, he saw, he looked at the photos of the killings, but like, that's it. Yeah, but like, a war is going to Hawkins. It's like, what? <laughs> a serial Haw- killer. Hawkins is in the eye of a storm. Yeah, what storm? He doesn't know anything. And like, unless he knows something that we don't. Nah, he definitely doesn't. So then, he's just, just, just silly. I feel like he's just going to get blown up. <laughs> just, he, I think he's just going to die, honestly, next episode. It's like, like the, the speech was just dramatic for the sake of being dramatic, but he was just like saying things. I mean, like, that scene was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> It was hype as hell. What is the future for Brenner's character? Death. Yeah. <laughs> Just, he they was, didn't even bother to explain how the fuck he survived. Because last time we saw him, correct me if I'm wrong, a demogorgon was like... Above his head. Yeah, it was like gonna jump at him. And then he shows up, not a scratch on him, hair looks lovely. Well, like what happened was, so there's a soldier there like shooting the demogorgon in the hallway. And then he's like just standing there and then it like jumps through like the in front of the camera onto him and like out of frame. Oh, does it actually jump onto him? Yeah, it jumps onto him, but like the soldiers are still there and alive, so I guess like oh, they'll yeah. say like, oh, they, they shot it off of him or something like that. Or maybe Brenner also has powers. <laughs> but yeah, like in the Nothing episode of season two, like there's some character who says, like, oh, Brenner's still alive. So it's not, it wasn't like a surprise or anything that he's back, plus they didn't even fucking try to hide it in the marketing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they even going to explain it? I guess it doesn't really matter. Unless it like ends up mattering. Yeah. By some means. I just wish he had like some like cool scar on his face or something. He looks exactly the same. Yeah. Mm. Are they trying to make us sympathize with him to some extent? I think a little bit. They're like, they're trying to like redeem his character. 
by like showing him be like you know nice with the kids and stuff. Even though yeah, really and weird. the reason he was a dick to Eleven is because he thought he murdered all of them. Which I mean, it's reasonable ground. <laughs> yeah, but he, he's still a bit of a cunt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he still didn't have all these children just in the lab, and he definitely would not let them walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, all those like flashbacks in the lab stuff, that was like the low point of the show to me. Yeah, I know for a lot of people that's like the best stuff. For me, I just don't give a fuck. I don't care about yeah. that stuff, honestly. It was cool at the very start when like everyone just dies and it's like like very violent. It's like, oh yeah, cool. But then they keep going back to it over and over and over and over. It's like, this is kind of boring. Yeah, they show it in excruciating detail like every single day of yeah. what's going on. And like, they, we know what's, what's going to lead up to. Did anyone, I know you said, but did anyone think that at the start when they showed 11 and it was like, oh my God, she murdered all of them. Did anyone actually think she murdered all of them? I did. You're an idiot. <laughs> well, she was covered in blood and she had her, like eyes bleeding like she just killed people. Yeah, I know, but it's just as if, obviously there had to be more to the story. By the end, I was like, oh, they deserved it. <laughs> That's why she killed them all. <laughs> I, that would be cool if they went down that route. She just fucking murdered them all, but no. What about this whole thing of like um, Vecna? He like says to her, oh, you have to remember a hateful memory or something that makes you like angry or sad or whatever. And that's how you can get your powers back mm-hmm. kind of thing or use your powers and be powerful. But then when she kills him or sends him to the upside down, she remembers being born and that's how she like gets the power to defeat him. So it's like she's remembering, uh, remembering something happy. Well, in season two, in the nothing episode they had a similar scene where her lost sister was like coaching her and she also said like think of something that makes you angry i'm pretty sure it was maybe she would rather think of something positive or maybe she hates it because she was born it's gonna end up being like a love versus hate which one no or is it the fact that her mother was taken away from her at birth no because it's it's her mother saying i love you oh is it so the whole thing is going to be vecna uses the power of hatred and anger and whatever for his power but Elle is going to use the power of love <laughs> to defeat Vecna, and that's how it's going to end. Is, is, is Vecna going to get killed this season? Or are they going to save him for the final season? I feel like he's going to be killed. And then You think it's just going to be Eleven shows up, they both do this, they both point at each other, yep. and then one of them explodes? Something like that's going to happen. And maybe. then next season, final season is just for Mind Flayer? Yeah, they're going to like have maybe a cliffhanger again. Well, yeah, there'll be a cliffhanger. Um, with, like, you know, Vecna's dead, and the Mind Flayer's there doing whatever. He's really angry now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they're definitely ramping up the, like, government conflict as well. And keeping that Russia storyline alive, I think, means that there's probably going to be some direct... I don't think the Russia stuff's going to have any involvement after this season. Mm. I, well, I'm, I'm just... I'm guessing. Yeah. I hope not. Yeah, but I think in this season, what's going to happen is Elle's going to be battling back in there. She's going to be losing or whatever. And then either Mike is going to say he loves her. Yes. Or Hopper is going to show up and she's going to find out he's still alive and then she'll have the power to defeat Vecna. She's going to find out he's alive and be so distracted that he just kills her. (laughs) (laughs) I think the Mike I love you thing is 100% coming back. Because obviously I watched back season three. I thought he said it in season three. He doesn't. Like he very strongly implies it and she says it to him, but we've never had him say it to her. Yeah. Well, that scene where she's yelling at him about it. Yeah. Blatant set up. He's going to say, oh, you know, I, I really do. Uh, uh, uh. And he doesn't end up saying it, but she does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that'll be a big epic moment. And yeah. I think that the writer said something about how Finn Wolfhard is some like epic speech or something. Great. About how he much he loves Dungeons I and Dragons. I hate, <laughs> I hate Mike so much. I, I still like Mike. He's I just an asshole. Is. Yeah, I like assholes. <laughs> Who's he been an asshole to this season other than Will? Hell, by not saying, just saying I love you. Like, how hard is but it? But he wouldn't think of And, like, he's literally... I bet you he's only going to say I love you after she's come back to the powers. Like, oh, she has the powers again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> now I love her. 
only liked her from the beginning because she had powers. Like, wow, this is like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> well, and also the fact it was probably the only girl in the world up to that point who'd given a shit about him. Yeah. This person who hasn't seen anyone else in her entire life. I was really worried after season three that they were going to make Susie like a main character in season four because, because like in season two they had Erica, Lucas's sister, and she had like two scenes. Mm. Oh, she's so funny. It's like, okay, main character. She's a main character now. <laughs> she has her own plot underground in the, the Russians. She's and I was, I was really worried it was going to be like that again, but I don't know what, I don't know what the consensus on that singing scene is with her. In season three, <laughs> I, I feel so like most people probably think it's funny. It was so weird. It was like, like I, I was rewatching yesterday. Like I said, but it was it's it's not good at all. No, especially when we're singing it and like Hopper's just there with waiting to get the code, and he just he does not give a shit. Yeah, and it just felt kind of like out of place, like a really tense, like serious scene. Like this is the climax of the show, and they just sing never-ending story. It's like why? Yeah, they go like full on with it, like they have the back backing like. Yeah instrumental and shit they seem like the whole song <laughs> I feel like Dustin may have been elevated this season to like full main character status especially in that group he just seems to have like all the answers when he needs to I mean he's always been the main character mm-hmm. not the main character as he was saying oh, oh, oh yeah he's like he's definitely the brains of yeah. that group at least Lucas has just been useless but Dustin's bad at Latin he got like a, a D minus oh yeah yeah he got <laughs> Susie to change his grade yeah in the first few episodes when Eleven's getting bullied. I know we already can't talk about that, but like the very first episode when she's doing her presentation and the bully character is being like the absolute worst person in the entire universe, (laughs) comically so. She's like, um, I thought we had to do it about a real American hero or something. Yeah, I I really, I really hated it because it's just like, why can't you just write it well? Like you had Steve in the first season who was like a realistic bully. Like he's like kind of an asshole, but he's not like a horrific person. She's like, is... Well, yeah, Sadistic. especially for this show, which already, like, did such a good job at subverting that, like, trope. Yeah. And then kind of in season two as well with Billy. He was, like, yeah. kind of an arsehole as well. I don't think we're going to get a scene where Angela, like, goes home to her parents and they, like, hate her. Yeah. I don't think she's <laughs> But even then, anymore. like, it's just, like, she didn't act like a, a human. Yeah, she's just a cartoon character. Yeah. And then, like, they made her that sort of, like, cartoonish. But then I think they were sort of expecting us to then be like, oh... Eleven like went too far, but honestly, I was, was completely on board. Yeah, like like the whole time I was waiting for her to just kill Angela, and I would have been totally fine with it. Yeah, same. Um, and then it's like all she does is smack her on the face, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" I mean, there, I was, a, there, there was a lot of blood. Oh, that scene where they like Eleven was trying to use their powers was just. Oh my god, that scene was embarrassing. Yeah, yeah that was so like, bad. I, I cringed. At <laughs> well, that. I mean, you're meant to. Yeah, they had they like showed that scene like before the season came out at like a Jimmy Fallon thing or something. That was like the first scene we'd seen of the season out of context. I don't know why they picked that one. <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> but she was showing the scene where she fucking murders over a roller skate. Mm-hmm. You think there's gonna be a scene where like Eleven, when she has a power back, she like picks up a roller skate and throws it back up? <laughs> <laughs> or when she when she like uses her mind or whatever to kill Vecna to make his head explode, she like thinks, what's the worst thing ever? And she thinks of Angela. <laughs> and then she like summons like a giant roller skate. She picks up a piece of debris that looks a lot like a roller skate and smacks it into Vecna's face and then he falls over yeah. and blood comes out of it. <laughs> is he just known as one before he was Vecna? Does he have any other name? Um, they do say his name, I think, yeah. but I can't remember what it was. Jamie Campbell, whatever his actor's name. How did he go? I mean, by show his like transformation or whatever and like he's all burnt up and then he just suddenly becomes like, how does he go from that to covered in upside down stuff? I don't know. And botanicals. Like, they didn't really bother with that part, I guess. Like it was kind of stupid, he's just like falling and it's like- He's just flying around and yeah, spe- that I scene. Guess... I mean, the CGI was really impressive, but also it looked kind of stupid. 
Yeah, and then he's like struck by lightning and like things like it's like his clothes like burning away or something. It looks kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but he still looks like a, like a person. And then all of a sudden, yeah, he's got no nose <laughs> and he's like got a bulging head. Yeah. And he's just covered in weird stuff. I know it's the same actor, but I still can't really see that. It's like I can't, when I when it did like the smash cut from him to like Wagner. Mm. So I know it's the same guy, but I don't see like that's the same. Guy. Obviously, yeah. that could make it too obvious because otherwise people would have figured it out. Well, yeah. And he's so like horrifically deformed, but then he still has the tattoo on his arm. Because <laughs> like, it was just under his tentacles and they like move out yeah. of the way to show it says oh, oh, yeah. I um, doubt they'll explain it in too much detail, but like I suppose he has just been in the upside down basically since its creation. Well, I'm not entirely clear on this, no one is. Maybe it'll still get explained, but is that when the upside down was created? Or did she just send him to the upside down? Well, like they say, well, Dustin, who obviously doesn't really know anything about upside down anyway, like, he oh, says it's existed since a dinosaur. <laughs> he, said, he said, I wouldn't be surprised if it predates a dinosaur. And Dustin's always right, so I'm just taking that as gospel. That was just honestly. so stupid because, like, if you want to say, oh, it predates a dinosaur, why wouldn't you just say, like, oh, like, you know, it, like, has existed since the beginning of the universe? Because, like, predating dinosaurs is like, oh, a few hundred million years ago. Well, they need to have the funny part where Steve said, dinosaurs, what are you talking about, bro? Speak <laughs> English. I don't know what a dinosaur is. I'm Steve. I'm Steve Harrington. But yeah, the Upside Down gets a lot of expansion this season in terms of, like, what the hell it is and just stuff about it. Because in season one and two, it was pretty big focus. In season three, there's... It's, not, it's basically not even in it. Yeah. There's like one scene of a Billy in the Upside Down, which is just like a vision or whatever. And then season four, they really went in on it. And they have this kind of a giant revelation that it's been like frozen time since Will went missing slash when Elle opened the gate. Yeah, I, I think that kind of explained one question that I had. And it's like, if everything in the real world is also in the Upside Down, it's like, how do you explain things moving? So like if someone gets in the car and drives their car around, it's like, what happens to the car on the upside down? And so that kind of, that kind of explains that, that yeah. like nothing moves because it's frozen in time. Well, people have have always speculated that the upside down is like what our world's going to be like in like a billion years or something. Like it's either really far in the past or really far in the future. Yeah, that's dumb because it's like an exact carbon copy of, of yeah, the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> stupid. Although there is a bit of a plot hole, I think, because in season one, when Joyce was doing the lights thing with the letters, how did Will know where the letters were? Because they wouldn't have been there. Hmm. Oopsies, whoops. They fucked up. Yeah, I suppose the like two main upside down theories would be whether it had already existed and then paused at that moment, or whether the upside down is just like a snapshot of that time when Eleven did it. Well, it can't be because she sent Vegna to the upside down way before 1983, but it's frozen then, not. Uh oh. I mean, but I'm sure they will explain it or yeah, not. There's going to be some super clever explanation at the end of the next season or something. Something about Will getting shoved into the Upside Down or L opening the gate are what made it froze, freeze. Yeah. There's also theories now that Vecna was actually one who kidnapped Will because apparently you can hear a clock ticking. <laughs> <laughs> or like, apparently in season one, there's like a shot where you can see like the Demogorgon coming towards Will, but it's like super, like you can't really see it. And it looks like slightly shorter than what a Demogorgon would look like. So it's actually Vecna. They're going to have like um, a scene in the next volume. It was like a flashback scene. And it's like in the background of all these scenes from the first three seasons. <laughs> yeah. Vecna standing in the background. Yeah, it would be like um, in Spider-Man Far From Home when it's like the Mysterio reveal where Tony Stark's talking about how he created like Bath or something. And then it like freeze, freeze frames and like zooms in. And you can see Jake Gyllenhaal in the background. No, it's going to be like the scene in Puss in Boots where you see um, Egg in the background of all the shots. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be awesome. Humpty, Humpty Dumpty even. 
Oh wait, no, we need to talk about Lucas's plot in the first few episodes with the Jock characters. Oh yeah. Which was another thing I was not a fan of at all. I mean, I thought it was kind of alright, the idea, like, of them, him trying to be more popular. Well, yeah, yeah, that stuff's fine. Um, all the jocks. I think it's more so the fact that it goes on for so long. Yeah. Like, it goes on until, like, the start, until the end of the third episode, which I know is only three episodes, but in runtime, that's, like, turned a million hours. <laughs> yeah. Because each episode's so long. Cool. I also don't like how, like, that dude just, like, is insane with, like, his, like, weird religious stuff and, like, you know, oh, you know, Eddie's a vessel for Satan, Satan or whatever. I, I kind of like that just because it's, like... I know, I'm sure there were people like that in the 80s, and, and now. Well, yeah, like, the whole terror around D&D was, like, a very real thing. Yeah, because yeah. Eddie, Eddie the Freak Munson. Yeah, but then, like, the whole township is kind of believing it. <laughs> well, he had a very rousing speech. Yeah, I hate how he has a speech, like, every episode. It's like, wow, he's a good public speaker, okay. He's like, just have a speech every episode that he's in. Well, yeah, I have after us for the Hawkins hunting down Eddie Munson and potentially the rest of the Hellfire Club, which is set up... In episode six or seven, I can't remember. Yeah. And Eddie, I mean, yeah, Jason just rocks up and while the police are talking, everyone stops to look at him. He shows up and the police guy just says one thing, he's like, oh, yeah, stop. And then he just lets him do this like 10 minute speech about Yeah, that was like, really stupid. Mike Wheeler and Eddie Munson and the rest of the Hellfire Club are Satanists. Yeah. And then like, all, that was like so weird, that scene. And then after that, like all the parents are like running around back to the Wheeler house and then they're like interrogating Max and stuff. I just didn't like any of the scenes where he did a big speech because like it did have it happened three times at least like there was the one in that in the hall there was the one where he talked to his jock friends about going and murdering Eddie Munson or something yeah. um, and then there was like the one in the basketball court one yeah. the basketball court was the only one that was like you know made sense because yeah. it was like a pep talk but even though it was like really kind of fucked up because he was like exploiting people's deaths to say like yeah basketball yeah. it's like wow remember when Jim Hopper died in a fire yeah now let's win this basketball game <laughs> yeah. also is this basketball game, is this against like another school or is it just a school basketball game? Because this shit um, was like, there was a hundred million people there and it was on the radio. Yeah, I don't know. Must have been a slow news day. Surely Hawkins is not big enough for more than one high school. <laughs> yeah. So maybe well, yeah, like it a, is just Hawkins High. Oh. It's not like Hawkins Street High. Maybe it's like a, a state level. What, what, what do you think of that scene where Lucas does his like epic shot and it's like 10 minutes long of it flying through the air and it's intercut with like the D&D thing? It was kind of weird. The whole like D and D thing was a bit like that that scene where like they're they're fighting um, Eddie or whatever. It was kind of weird. Cares. Yeah, um, they were like really stressed out and stuff, like taking it really seriously. Like, like, it's, like, it's just a game. It's, it's literally just no, a no, game. no. That stuff's fine. They they were doing the same thing in like season one. Yeah, but like this, so. like the thing where they're like, oh, we should we should run away. It's like, what are you going to do in the game if you run away? Like this is the end of the game. Obviously, everyone's dead. Just just like just go for it, like yeah, like true, any normal person would do, but they're making like a really big thing, and it's like obviously you're just going to try and see what happens. Now you see, Erica rolled the dice, and that was the killing blow to Vecner in the D and D game. Yeah, is this setting up Erica killing? <laughs> <laughs> is she gonna like get a pair of dice, like like Han Solo's dice from Lenny Falcon, like swing them around? And yeah. throw it at Vecna and like chokes him to death. No, she's gonna get dice and press him to his eyes and crush his eyes in like he kills his victims. Oh my god, like the mountain did to, <laughs> to Pedro Pascal yeah. in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Spoilers. That is something I'm worried about for this season, just having Eleven come in and solve all the Vecna's problems, even though like the Hawkins gang have been doing all the heavy lifting this season. Yeah. Well yeah, I wanna talk about how their their entire plan is we're gonna find Vecna, kill him, and this will exonerate Eddie. First off, the public does not know who Vecna is. They'll drag his body through yeah. the... Through <laughs> They're still going like, to want Eddie. And second, how do they plan on killing Vecna exactly? Are they going to throw fireworks at him again? What I thought was, like, immediately, it was like, they should have just handed Eddie to the police 
and he would have been safe for them. And then as soon as another victim was killed, he would be exonerated because they know it wasn't. That him. is a good plan. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't think. Well, they just say like another member of the Hellfire Club did it. Well, maybe they all go to the police. <laughs> let's, just sit, let's just sit in jail. I don't see how on earth Eddie's going to get exonerated unless... He dies. Unless he dies, which is very likely, or what I think will happen in the last episode or last few scenes of the show is the Upside Down will somehow get exposed to like the entire public. Uh-oh. Something like the Upside Down's going like, to break out and explode or something. Maybe. We because it's, like setting, it's kind of being set up with all the public is hunting down Eddie and they want to fucking murder him. So they're all out looking for him. The government, I guess the government already knows about it. Everyone's going to meet up and they'll find out about it somehow. That's my prediction. And Ted Wheeler will say, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> Ted's such a cunt. Is it my bedtime yet? <laughs> I like that scene when they like wake up at the Wheeler house like the next day after something and we're all sleeping in the basement and Dustin like goes upstairs is oh can I have some waffles or whatever? Yeah. And Ted's like, oh yeah, take as many as you want, sarcastically. And he, and he's, he's, like, he's like, take us for all we're worth. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. like, okay, he just takes all of them. I, I do like how it's just never explained, like, all of these people just going in and out of a wheeler house. Like, they got, like, Steve Harrington and shit sleeping in, yeah. in the basement. It's because they're all friends with Nancy. Yeah, they don't, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> Mike, Mike's not even there. <laughs> yeah, no. All Mike's friends are staying over when Mike isn't home. I kind of wish Mike was just still with the rest of them. But obviously he needs to be in the California I'm glad plot. that Mike is away from the main plot because I don't like him. Well, yeah, all the characters in the Hawkins plot are just, they're, they're cool people. Yeah. All of their scenes are the good parts. Yeah, they really got rid of all the characters I don't like and put them in California. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some specific characters for a second. Uh, starting with who's pretty much like the, one of the mains this season is Max, who had obviously development in season two because she was like the new kid in town. Mm along with Billy and then season three she was just kind of there to stir stir up drama with Eleven and Mike yeah and then season four they're like okay let's make Max a character now and they did yeah I liked like having her have PTSD from Billy but then it's like explains like oh it was just Vecna messing with her kind of thing well no she still had like well yeah but like the nightmares and stuff was Vecna yeah yeah, true true and um, it was kind of like all these kids should have severe PTSD and trauma from all the stuff that's happened to them, but they're all just totally fine. Yeah, it's getting kind of ridiculous in terms of, like, characters finding out about the Upside Down at this point. Yeah. That's kind of unrelated, but it's like, oh, there's the Upside Down now, and then, like, they have that part where, like, Eddie and all the people go into the Upside Down, and there's no scene where Eddie's like, whoa, what's going on? He's just like, I'm here. (laughs) And surely for most of them, it would have been their first time in there anyway. Yeah, Robin had a bit... Nancy Nancy has been in there. I don't think Steve has... Nancy almost got fucking murdered by the Demogorgon in there in season one. Yeah. I thought Steve might die when he had that thing around his neck because it's like, he was just like, it wasn't letting go. And he was like, just sucked there. It's like, what, he's just going to die like this? But back to the topic of Maxine, the best character this season, possibly. I want to see, what I want to see is because she wrote like letters for everyone. She even gave one to Steve. What does is, what is Steve's letter say? <laughs> what did she write to Steve? Yeah. Because they haven't really had any one-on-one scenes, but like, I guess they had to have her like write letters to everyone so it's not like, oh, she likes these people more than these people. Well, she didn't write anything for Nancy or Robin or Jonathan. <laughs> oh, I guess she doesn't really know those characters at all. Yeah. Where she hangs out with Steve. Well, yeah, Steve's like, that's what's cool. It's not like just based off what we see in the show because like, it's a bit like between season two and season three is like eight months or whatever and then season three or four is like another 
nine months or three years in real life. They they say a year in the show. Like, oh, oh, it's been a year. Or like, oh, you had a year to do this or whatever. But I don't think it's been a year. I'm pretty sure it's been like nine months or something. Oh. It's conflicting oh. sources. Well, like Elle says like, oh, day 186 or something at the which start. Which is definitely which not was, a year. Yeah, when she's writing letters in Mike or something like that. Well, I think that the season three mostly takes place like early July and July 4 is like the big day. And then the scene where they move out, I think that's like three months later after oh, that. Oh, okay. So it kind of tracks. But obviously she's been hanging out with Steve and all the gang for like ages now. So obviously they probably have a strong bond we just haven't really seen on screen. Yeah. I thought Max's home life was meant to be really shit for whatever reason. But then when she was saying like goodbye to her mum, it actually felt very like heartfelt and like her mum was actually concerned. Well, yeah, Yeah. I think her mum's, I think it's more so the fact that they just live in a a shit trailer. (laughs) Yeah. Like they don't really go into her home life that much in the other seasons. Like they hint at it and like they have the scene where she's like... Yeah, that's one thing I really wish I went more into in season three. Like, I wanted more scenes before Billy just became, became, like, the upside-down person. Yeah. Like, there's, like, no scenes. Like, they say, like, oh, we have have a bad home life. It's like, okay, show us. (laughs) Yeah, show that one scene in season two. But, yeah, I really want to see, like, what what the dynamic is at the Max Max household. Mm -hmm. Because like we don't even see her mum until that like goodbye scene where like she's not actually even there. She's in season two. Is she? Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I'm a, like her home life used to be way worse, but now her evil stepdad's left because Billy fucking died. Yeah. So now it's just her and her mum, and her mum's like a fine person, I guess. She just drinks all that. But yeah, Max is kind of the basically the standout character for at least the first like few episodes, mm-hmm. up, up up to episode four, obviously. And then after that, she's just kind of part of the gang. Yeah, I do find her a little bit annoying because she's being such an asshole, like seemingly for no reason at all. Nah, she was good. <laughs> like when Dustin was trying to get her to join the Hellfire Club, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that scene was, was fun. I guess like the only reason they made her PTSD is because she's the only one that's like lost a family member. Yeah. But then like Nancy lost Barb. Like they did bring that up. when They had an entire fucking plotline about that in season two. Did they? The justice for Barb thing. Yeah. Oh. They they definitely went into that, all right. But was it like her having like PTSD over it and like being yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah 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 yeah. It was, it, was, it was and then she went on this whole escapade with Jonathan and Marie to like prove that the government killed her or something. What? It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of we we see Barb in this season. Yeah, I know because back in there, like it's like oh yeah. you murdered her. Yeah. Do you think they got the actor actress back? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't know, maybe I did. Just like. A hey, slimy corpse. Can you come over here and make it look disgusting for one shot? Because obviously, coronavirus kind of massively fucking slowed down this season. Yeah. Because I heard David Harbour said, okay, Hopper, he said that this season was meant to come out early 2021, and now here we are a year plus later. I thought the wait for season three was way too long. That was like a year and like eight months or something after season two came out like a year later from season one. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, maybe we can get season three, I mean season four by like end of 2020. <laughs> what an idiot I was. Was it worth the wait though? I mean, I wasn't really waiting for it. Oh, yeah, it just I, happened. <laughs> I wasn't like actively waiting for it every single day of my life. But it was, it was in the back of my mind. You life. definitely were. Oh, I was. You always brought it up. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You bring it up all the time. It's like, oh. And then when it finally came, oh my God, it's happening. Season four is finally here. I'm like, oh, okay. I liked the inclusion of um Robert Anglin this season. Oh yeah, aka... Uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, which obviously was apt oh, with yeah. the dream shenanigans. Yeah, this yeah. is straight up just like Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, they're not even trying to hide it. Like, oh, <laughs> the like official Netflix Twitter post or something. He's like, oh, did you notice any similarities to Friday the Thirteenth? Because I mean, oh, no, not Friday the Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street. No, no, Nightmare on Elm Street. Because guess what? This was a, it was the Duffer Brothers' biggest biggest inspiration for this season. 
I'm but shocked. with um, Friday the 13th, surely that's um, Jason with the hockey mask, isn't it? Yeah. Jason, the jock guy. Oh my I god. I bet you he's going to have a hockey mask and a machete and come and try and kill Eddie Munson. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there was a thing over a lake, Lover's Lake, mm. Jason mm. comes out of the lake. Oh my god. But yeah, like having the whole asylum plot did lead to some moments that I thought were a high point in the season with yeah. Nancy and Robin. Well, yeah, let's mm. talk about uh, the new dynamic duo this season because they always got to have a new dynamic duo or trio. Nancy and Robin, which is a character pairing I was definitely hoping for. I was kind of expecting because like Robin's a lesbian <laughs> and like Ned's having problems with Jonathan. I was kind of expecting them to have like a lesbian love plot between Nancy I'm, and Robin. I'm glad they did not do that. <laughs> Robin could do way better than Nancy. <laughs> like that random character that's in the band. Yeah, they had that whole thing about how... What was her name? Uh, Tammy Thompson. Mm. They had that thing in season three. Yeah. Where she's like, oh my god, Tammy Thompson's so hot or whatever. But she can't sing. Yeah, they bring her back in this season, the season as a joke. Um, <laughs> to sing. And then she's into that other random girl. Well, yeah, because they're much more teeing up Steve and Nancy than they are. <laughs> yeah, out of else. nowhere. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, Nancy and Jonathan, I guess, their long-term, their long-distance relationship is not going as planned. Her and Jonathan were going to go to the same college or something. Yeah. But Jonathan university. wants to go to like a different one. Or is it he not, doesn't want to go to university at all? Or no, he's going to like a community college. Um, he just, I think he just wants to go somewhere else, I think. Yeah. Because he's had a line where he's like, I don't want to like live a life that isn't mine or follow a dream that isn't mine or something. Or was it he wanted to stay close to his family like in California? Like, well, yeah, that was also a factor. Like, oh, I just can't leave so, mum and stuff. Because like our guy was like, oh, you're going to the same place as me. So I'm assuming it's like right next to where they are. Um, and then Nancy wants to go to some other fancy school or something. Yeah, she wants to go to like art school. Yeah, and so for whatever reason, he's like not telling her and like putting it off. And I thought they were gonna like um, maybe just like bring them back together and be like, oh, we'll work it out and we'll be fine. But then it's like, no, <laughs> she's gotta go with Steve. Well, there's still there's still two episodes left. I mean, we still gotta have that part where all the characters come together like they always do. I was wondering maybe I was wondering if Hopper and stuff would even get back to like the rest of the crew this season, but there's still like ten hours left of footage I mean yeah. of time so they'll probably get back I don't see having a stretch out there escapade in Russia for two more episodes I'm unless sure there's some new thing going on there Dimitri's definitely gonna die he's fucking toast <laughs> <laughs> no he's gonna, he's gonna be a new main character poor Dimitri the new the new dynamic duo next season Argyle and Dimitri <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joyce and Hopper will adopt him and he'll be part of a happy family of yeah. rejects. Why is Jonathan fumbling like Nancy when he's like the ugliest drug addict of his, like, I've ever seen? He looks so bad this season. Yeah, he's just like a, a druggo or anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's just a. And I think he's still meant to be in high school as well, which is highly distracting. Is he? Oh, yeah, I guess he'd be like 18. Well, yeah, but I had that scene with him <laughs> in Argyle and they're in like a woodwork shop or whatever. I'm pretty sure that's at the school. Yeah. And he, they show like him and Argyle like, walking into the high school with. No snapping. Yeah, I mm. swore that like Nancy and Jonathan had finished school last season because yeah, they were working for the paper. No, I, I think that might have because season three was during the school holiday. Uh, but then also, Nancy is working for like the school paper in season four. Yeah, it's just weird seeing because now the younger gangs in high school seeing like Will and L in the same school as Jonathan, who's eighty years old. Yeah, it's distracting. What's what's going on with Steve this season other than Nancy? What's his character this season? What's his character progression at this point? Just being around. Yeah, he's exactly the same character as he was before. Just really learning his place in society. <laughs> he's doing exactly the same things as he did before, like having to take care of all the kids and I stuff. I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Steve is still the best character by far, but 
But they were getting a bit too fourth wall breaky. Like he literally says, "Oh my god, I'm always the babysitter guy." Yeah. On like two or three separate scenes, that just felt way too winky face. But then that one time he wasn't the babysitter, and he like went into the upside down and almost died. <laughs> when the last episode ended, Nancy was in the process of being like possessed by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to talk about. Oh that. yeah. Nancy seems like she is dead meat right now. There's many different ways that this could go. Steve could save her and die. Nancy could just die. Eddie could die and save her. Or no one will die in that situation and then someone will die later on. Yeah, at that point I think it was like just in her head because he was like showing her stuff. So maybe... Yeah, Nancy had no reason to be in like those flashback things. Yeah, maybe it'll follow that like progression of... Vecna needing to like gain power over someone. Yeah, this is her first. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Max said they died like two or three days after their first vision. Yeah. The other people. But they yeah. are closer, and like Vecna also said something about getting stronger every time he kills somebody. Yeah, Patrick like got killed in his first vision thing. No, he had other vision. Yeah, he had Did a he? bit of a build up. Yeah, they, they, they well, set he, it up. He heard things, but he didn't like. Actually, well, maybe like, we just didn't see him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we know Chrissy. We know Chrissy saw shit. Yeah. And so did Fred. I was I was really worried Fred was going to become like a main character. <laughs> he was so annoying. What were you guys' thoughts on the visuals this season? The cinematography or whatever? Compared to the previous seasons? Because, of, because the budget for this season has been quite outrageous. It was like $90 million an episode or something. I mean, Honestly, I think it's like much less striking than season three. But season three was also kind of like... Season three was like neon. Wacky colour palette, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Scoops Ahoy and all that stuff. I, I, and like the underground Russian base is like bright blue. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely like less striking color, which was disappointing. And I also found the effects to not be too great, especially when people were getting like Vecna. Yeah, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. It just didn't look that I, 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 I thought it looked The way fun. their faces looked like so cartoonish when their jaw breaks and stuff. Plus, like, obviously the color palette won't be as bright because, as they repeatedly said in the marketing, this is like the darkest, scariest season yeah. yet. Did, did, were you guys scared at any point? No. No. <laughs> I didn't think it was nearly as dark, but I think I saw a quote recently about, like, the last episode overall. And it is meant to have, like, they said, oh, it will be an hour of, like, non-stop everything yeah, going to they hell. said the last episode has more VFX shots than all of season three. Oh, which no. just seems, which <laughs> just seems unreasonable. <laughs> Let's talk what's going on in volume two predictions. Some kind of epic battle in the Upside Down, mm. I'm guessing. Because we see Eddie Munson going at his guitar. Yeah. In the upside down, which is probably him about to die. He plays the guitar to save someone. I'm guessing. Yeah, I was gonna say before, like he's like in the caravan where his guitar is. Um, unless he took it, but I can't remember. But like he could just easily just play a song. Yeah. To help save someone. My prediction is that they go to Vecna's house in the upside down. Yeah. And they beat him there. Well, because I think their plan was to like wait until he's trying to manipulate someone, because then he'll be like all tentacled in and then just like putting a stake through him which obviously isn't going to work out <laughs> I, think, I think that was just something Lucas or someone came up with on the fly although like they, they made it really obvious that like his whole thing is like being in his attic in his house mm-hmm. because where he was when he was a child and it's like oh he goes there to like get his victims or something like oh he could be vulnerable at that point so because it's really obvious maybe they're going to do like you know subvert it and say like oh actually no you can't do that what I'm most curious about is how Hopper and stuff will fit into the like final episode if they're just going to get back and just be part of the gang, or when L gets back, you think they're going to fight him be upside down, or...? I have no idea. I don't even know if L will actually, like, fight him, or actually be the one that defeats him. They're a million percent going to fight. Doesn't mean he's going to get killed. Yeah. 
like maybe she'll fight him and something like happens and she can't be the one that defeats him and then fucking Lucas's little sister will come along. <laughs> <laughs> guys. Um, I, w- I was thinking that might be a possibility that this season ends on like a straight up cliffhanger and there won't be a time jump for next season which will obviously be distracting with actors ages but but then I saw the Duff brothers saying that they want to do a time skip to like make the actors ages less noticeable mm-hmm. so I don't know it might be the same as Great. Like season two where it ends. They're going to defeat him, close all the gates, and there's going to be another three years of like, yeah, we're going to have lots of fun times, whatever, they all grow up, and it's like they show like compilations or something at the start of the season, and then it's going to be like, oh no, there's another monster again. Oh, there's more gates. <laughs> wow, another murder. Oh my god. And they're still playing Dungeons and Dragons in their early 20s <laughs> in the monk's basement. I mean, how old is Eddie Monson? He, 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 did he's, they say he's been in high school for like 20 years? He got held back. At least um, once, maybe twice. So maybe like, three times. He's like 20 years old or something. How is this guy a D&D nerd and also can't pass high school? Did you see like one of those other members of the club though who just like looked like he must be 55 years old? <laughs> maybe. Was that one that had like facial hair or something? Yeah. And he's like a big boy. I know, everyone always talks about how bad the actors' ages are for like the kids, but I don't really find it that distracting except for Will. I didn't find that bad. Surely they're meant to be like 15... Well, it's, they said at some point it's only been like two years since season one. When you look at it that way, it's pretty fucking, pretty bad. Oh. Either way, I don't find it that distracting. Yeah, cause... I don't find it that distracting. It's just when you compare the seasons, that's when it's really yeah. obvious. Because mm-hmm. having gotten out of school like not that long ago, people are a real mixed bag sometimes. I feel like Mike looks way older than he should. Yeah. Dustin looks fine. Yeah. Lucas looks fine, mostly. Max looks the same, basically. And then you got like Erica. Who was like a baby in season two. <laughs> Who's the best character out of the, out of the kids? I think I'm going to say Dustin on that one. Yeah. yeah. Dustin's terrible in season two, though. Yeah, I must say, like, I hated him throughout the whole series until this season. When really? he just starts to... He was fine in season three. No, he just annoyed me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> you really hated his teeth condition? I know, in season one, I thought they were all fine. Except for Mike, who I hated from the beginning. Uh... <laughs> and then I guess in season two, like, I don't really like Lucas that much. And yeah, I guess Dustin would be my favorite mm. from then on. You know who's no one's favorite? Will. Oh. Especially for writers. He was like the main MacGuffin in season one and two, basically. And then after that, they just had no idea what to do with him. Yeah. Let's make him lust after Mike. He's Let's predict right now, what's what's in that painting? <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. Like, is it even going to get revealed or is he just going to throw it in the trash? Mm. Well, there's plenty of things that it could be, but like not things that I think that actually put in the show. Mm. Like it's not gonna be Porn. him like it's <laughs> not gonna be him like any naked stuff or him kissing Mike or something like that. I mean, it might just be a picture of Mike. It, maybe it'll just be like all the friends together in the painting because like there'll be a big thing, thing like theme of like friendship or something like the power of friends. It could be a picture of him all playing D and D, or it could just be like a portrait of Mike. It's just a big drawn from memory. <laughs> or yeah, it's Mike. It's a giant cock. Yeah. Well, yeah, it could always just be implied, like, that you see them rolling it out, but you only, like, see it from the backside. Yeah, and you, you just see, see Mike, you just see Mike's horrified around. <laughs> I will say this, every scene with Will and Mike where they sit down, and there's, like, somber music playing, I was like, oh no, it's just gonna be the scene where he tells them he's gay? Thankfully, none of those were the scene. But that scene's still coming. I don't know if he's gonna, like, actually come out. Or if, they, if he does, I don't know if well, be like, I'm, I'm gay. Yeah, the actor, Noah Schnapp, was being a bit of a cheeky cunt in the <laughs> interviews. He was like, oh... I don't know, like, Will's, Will's sexuality is, like, up to interpretation or something. And I think that's wonderful. Even though he's very, very obviously gay for yeah. Mike. Like, all that scene where he's in the classroom, the girl puts <laughs> his shoe up his pants. And he, like, like in disgust, like, pulls his leg away. Yeah. 
Well, I remember in the past it was also like a possibility it was just asexual. Yeah, they could do that, but I don't know, he definitely wants Mike. Yeah. Yeah. And also for all those flashback scenes, they have like some other actor, actress, like a younger one to play young L. Yeah. But for most of the scenes, it's just normal Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, I, I feel like it's kind of pointless. Yeah. Cause... I mean, obviously, if I want to preserve like Millie's performance or whatever, and they couldn't afford to CGI Dehager for every single scene, because mm. the budget's already up a wazoo. <laughs> so they just do this weird thing where like you see young L in like a window or a mirror. Yeah. And it just, it's, it's kind of weird. It makes sense like contextually because they're like reliving it as their. Yeah, true. Did you, like, when they had the orderly, like, helping her out and stuff? Oh, yeah, both scenes were fine. Did you see what was coming? I did not see that. I did not predict he was going to be a bad guy until, like, when they're escaping. And he says, like, when she, like, takes a thing out of him. And he says mm. some line about how, like, oh, that limited me or something. Yeah. And I instantly... He said it reduced... Like, it made me weaker or something. Yeah. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, he's going to be... Oh, oh, he's going to be number one. But I didn't think he was going to straight up be fucking Vecna. I did mm. not think... I did not expect that. Yeah, I think the time just seemed a bit, like, fuzzy to me with his age and, like, Creel. Was that his name? Mm-hmm. It was a 20-year yeah. gap from him murdering his family to the massacre of Hawkins Lab. Yet another massacre of Hawkins Lab. <laughs> Everyone's always dying there. There's either demodogs running around or <laughs> people with superpowers or place out bets right now. Which deaths are going to happen? I don't know. Any of them could die, really. Well, yeah, but... Like, just or, say something. You mean this season or... This season. Okay. This season. Well, definitely not L. Not L. Not Mike. Probably none of the main children characters. Yeah, yeah, none of them. Like, I thought they might have killed Max, but then they didn't. So they're not... Some people are still saying that Max could still die, but no. No. That's not... the, the, the opportunity is, is gone. Yeah, Lucas will kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I reckon Jason will die, because he's a crazy psycho person. Mm-hmm. Episode 8 is called Papa. Episode 9 is called The Piggyback. I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> but uh, episode 8, Papa, uh, Brenner's toast. He's so yeah. gay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't see what else he could possibly add to the show at this point. Maybe either L will kill him, or the military will come and Brenner will like sacrifice himself to save L, and there'll be like a, a mini redemption. For I don't character. want him to be. I just want them to come and just execute him. Just shot well, to the head. <laughs> but like his whole thing was like talking to L. It's like, oh, you have to accept like the good part of yourself and the bad part of yourself to become whole. Like you, you're not like. A monster or whatever like some, everyone is a little bit evil and like a little bit good mm-hmm. so it could be like oh he's an awful terrible person but then he does something good oh yeah i could say that also dr owens i, I think he's done yeah i don't really like him anymore after yeah, he, no, after he i, I like him like <laughs> and then he's just like a terrible person for no reason yeah but he's still kind of like oh you're being pretty mean to her and he just does nothing about it yeah but yeah, I think him. I think everyone in that lab's just toast. Yeah, that really. lab's getting fucked either by Eleven or by the military. Yeah. Obviously, Eleven won't die. They all deserve it anyway. Just <laughs> bunch yeah. of weirdos. Yeah. It was so weird because when she first rocks up there with Owens before they see Brenner, he's like, "Oh, all these people here, like they're here because they believe in you." Yeah. And then they're like the guards later on when they when she tries to run away, they're like <laughs> laughing at her. Yeah, they just want to beat her up. <laughs> so oh, let's not do this again. Either Steve or Eddie will die. I'm leaning more towards Eddie. From like a meta perspective, if any of the kids were going to die, I'd probably say it's going to be Mike, just because of how like against how public like Finn Wolfhard is as a person. Like I've seen clips of people like trying to talk to him in public, and he's just like, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah, I feel like Finn Wolfhard does not give a shit about the show. Yeah, just like committing to anything when you're like that young, and then being there for for years. Why is he complaining? He's being paid loads of money. To I mean, he, I don't think he's complaining. <laughs> it's just like he he'll be, he's he's ready to move on. I am curious about, like, Netflix. Like, do actors get royalties on these shows no. ongoing because no. of how it works? I don't, I don't reckon. 
I mean, my only other thought is just like hard to discuss because it's all just speculation. But like, what was Vecna just doing in there for four years or so or more? Just waiting. Yeah, just waiting. not not killing anyone. Like, yeah, they they explained why between the murder of the family and um, him being sent to like down, there was no murders because he was. Yeah, yeah. Steve questioned that, and that was definitely explained. But then there was another seven years of nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um... I guess I would just say, like, oh, he was too weak until something. Like, who was a f- Chrissy was the first victim. Yeah, like, it's just out of nowhere. Like, oh, Chrissy is possessed because reasons. Because, you know, he got sent to the Upside Down, but he wasn't, like, fully Vecna immediately. He was still kind of, like, he was just, like, kind of burned up and weird. Maybe he didn't fully become, like, super evil Vecna man until, like, then. He didn't get his mind powers. Well, yeah, maybe he had to, like, eat tentacles to survive at some point. <laughs> Just like eat something oh, yeah, well, and then it got inside of him. Do we think that Vecna is under the influence of the Mind Flayer or is his own? Well, yeah, yeah. Dustin thing? theorizes that the Mind Flayer is the top dog and Vecna's his five star general. Yeah. And then the Demogorgons are like foot soldiers. Is that accurate? I don't know. Who knows? I feel like the Mind Flayer's still got to be Final Battle Season yeah. 5. Some people have said that they think that Vecna's like the top person in charge of everything, but it's just like, no. I mean, the Mind Flayer's bigger, so... <laughs> but Vecna's <laughs> way more cool. I mean, the Mind Flayer, we don't really... It's just a giant thing in the clouds. How yeah. are we even going to fight that? Yeah, but it looks cool. It does look very cool. My, like, 2% chance of happening theory... Actually, it's probably one or less. Is just <laughs> them playing music to Vecna in the Upside Down to try and get him to, like, become a bit more of a person because he has been influenced by... True, but he was still a cunt before... Well, he was like, he was just a bit of a mad killer, you know? He'd been in captivity and resented these people. But yeah, like, so he murdered everyone. He murdered all the children. Yeah. And no one else. He was evil when he was a little baby as well. When he was like killing all those animals and stuff. I really hope he doesn't just get blown up by Eleven this season. They're going to show Vecna the power of love and he's going to turn good. And he's <laughs> going to help him fight the Mind Flayer. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a rotting dead person. I really don't want to end on 100% victory and just repeat and then next season's like more shit like new shit mm-hmm. but at the same time it can't be like Vecna wins because I highly doubt season 5 is going to be right after there's going to be a year, like a year time jump again yeah. like usual I so, really hope they don't have it with like oh Elle is dead again or Elle lost her powers again no, no, <laughs> or oh, is Hopper dead again <laughs> I swear to god if Steve dies and then they bring him back next season I'm going <laughs> to kill myself <laughs> I found Jason a bit stupid because, like, when the, like, jock was dying in the water, Eddie was clearly looking, like, horrified. Mm. Yeah, I thought that would be the scene where Jock's like, whoa, there's bigger things going on. But, no. He was like, Eddie uses satanic powers. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's, like, kind of makes sense because it's the best way he could rationalize it because there's not anything about the Upside Down or anything like that, obviously. And he already thinks that, like, Eddie is a, a crazy psycho person who, like, breaks people's bones and whatnot. And then he sees that when Eddie happens to be the only other person there, then yeah. he knows that he's not. I doubt he was looking too closely at Eddie's facial expressions and like yeah. a very at like night time. But yeah, my main prediction for end of this season is upside down gets exposed to the rest of Hawkins. Finally, I saw I saw a thing. Um, one of the directors of the show, Sean Levy Levy, he is the guy who directed Free Guy Uh-oh. and the Adam Project, which both star Ryan Reynolds. Oh, <laughs> he said he really wa- he said he wants a Ryan Reynolds cameo next season. Great. We got to talk about after after season five ends and everyone forgets about Stranger Things immediately. Are they gonna in ten or twenty years bring him back for it chapter two but Stranger Things? Possibly. It I seems it just seems like way too big of an opportunity. 
Yeah, when all, when all the actors are in like the 30s and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Finn Wolfhard will be like the Harrison Ford. Like, he, he won't want to. <laughs> yeah, then they'd have like nostalgia on top of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like after like the all the TV shows, they're going to have a movie at the end kind of thing. I mean, they already have movie length episodes. Yeah, so. but it's going to be a three Not hour a movie. Yeah, we, we can't get over, I can't get over the fact that the next episode is like a long, long movie. Like two hours, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, I see, it, I see it, when I see a movie that's longer than 90 minutes, I like go, ew, but I'll happily watch a two and a half hour episode, <laughs> longer episode of Stranger Things. So overall, where would this season go comparative to the other ones? Bailey? Third place. I think I go two, three, four, one. One last order. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't really know because I haven't seen the first three seasons for several years, mm. <laughs> but uh, number f- season four, probably number three season four is kind of like if season three was it's like the same kind of things as season three but done properly kind of mm. it's not like ridiculously stupid so that's all we have to say about volume one of stranger things season four we'll be back in a month to talk about the last two episodes of a season but until then thanks for watching slash listening mm.